0: Welcome to another episode of what is a podcast the podcast that is recording super late at night it is almost 1am because I have been working um it's sort of like you know when you're in school and you have a group project and then your partner in your group turns in shit and in order to salvage anything like you need to fix your partner stuff and then do your own stuff that's sort of the boat that I'm in right now so I was working pretty late on that and I wanted to get um you know a podcast out cuz I got things to say you know um so we're doing it we're we're rocking through it um but it is pretty late at night later than usual I usually record at night cuz again I work during the day but we're later than usual tonight it's a real late night edition of the podcast so you're getting an, um, you're getting an, an exclusive treat from me today um, but it actually brings it into like the general topic of rest which is something that wasn't necessarily a new year's resolution of mine we're about we're almost to late January now and thinking about the new year I thought about you know being more positive and not dragging the negative energy of 2020 into 2021. But I think there's something that I haven't done as good a job of like physically, and that's resting, right? In terms of getting enough sleep and also just like resting from exercise, because generally I get up in the morning, I run, right? I go for a run. I don't know exactly how long it is, but it's a few miles run, right? And I would do that pretty much every day. And I'm not a fitness expert. I'm not saying that my running form is perfect or anything. But at the end of the year, at the end of 2020, my legs were tired, right? Like, I think a lot of those miles caught up to me at the end of 2020. So I decided and I decided this like a few days ago, right, that I would do five days of running, right? Five days, not seven days, five days, I would take Sunday off and I would take Thursday off, right? So Thursday is like the end of the week, right? Or close to the end of the week, right? But then I get Friday and Saturday to keep going again. I don't want to take two days off in a row. Two days off in a row, that's the start of a habit that I don't want, right? So I have Thursday, then I have two days, then I have Sunday, which is a day of rest anyway, right? So that I can be rested up for Monday, and I can start the whole thing over again, right? So two days of rest, five days on, and on those like rest days, I'm just like walking, I'm not running. Like I'm still going outside in the morning because I need the vitamin D, but I'm all masked up, you know, safe hand sanitizer up. So it's all good. But um, I needed to rest because I don't want my legs to be shot, right? At the end of the year. At the end of this year, I don't want to have sore legs all the time when it's supposed to be like holly jolly Christmas time. I don't want that, right? So I'm going to incorporate rest that way. And I definitely like don't get enough sleep. I think with working from home, Um, I can take naps a little bit easier, right? So in terms of like getting all the sleep at night, I don't necessarily need to do that, but I could stand to go to bed earlier, right? Um, But my nighttime routine, I'm trying to read more books, right? I'm currently reading two books and the book reading time usually comes at night. So I stay up a little bit later, but I could stand to reorganize myself too, get to bed a little bit earlier, right? I know I can do that, right? But that's something that I'm going to hopefully be more mindful of in the new year is resting your body and your mind and taking some time to recalibrate because you know, you got to load, right? Or you got to charge, right? You can't just keep going and going and going. You cannot have constant output, right? Constant output leads to depletion, right? If you don't stop and replenish, if you don't start to load up or charge up or whatever fucking verb you want to use in that situation, um, you need to stop and, and verb up a little bit, right? So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to stop and rest a couple days a week physically, still working on the sleeping part. We'll see how the schedule is. As I just told you, I'm. it's very close to one in the morning right now. So not off to a great start, but it's not how you start, right? It's how you develop, how you adjust and how you finish, baby. So, we're looking up there. But um anyway, this is basically a current events sort of podcast. So, I wanted to get into a couple of things. The first one is kind of old news by now, but it's army hammer, right? And first of all, army hammer is never been like an actor that I've like been excited for like I never have been like oh an army hammer project I gotta go to the theater to see the army hammer project but what's hilarious is that army hammer right because army hammer generally that's like a weapon name like a hammer you use in the army right but army hammer's full name I don't even know if this is like unknown because it's googleable but his name is Armand Hammer arm and hammer right which is honestly incredible like the fact that his parents were able to pull that off is nothing short of a miracle right but that's all I really know about army hammer I don't think I've seen an army hammer production or if army hammer has been in anything I've seen because I really don't know much about army hammer I probably just didn't know it was army hammer but our boy our boy army has been in the news for his um sexual fetishes cuz army hammer seems to have a thing and this is not confirmed by army hammer i think this is still at this point in time speculation but army hammer appears to be into some sexual things that are kind of out there right in terms of like it's not just bondage it's like literal camel cannibalism is what Army Hammer is being accused of, and I looked at some of the army hammer um alleged screenshots from dms and messages, and it's cannibalism and like drinking blood and like stuff that I find hard to believe because that's not something I would ever send to a person, right? Um, And there's also things that are more like bondage or like rougher intercourse in there also, but it's a lot of like cannibalism, like eating, biting, drinking type of imagery, right? Which is like, okay, where do we draw the line on king shaming? Because I feel like as we've progressed as a society, we've become more open to different kinks, right, but I think that the line is drawn when the kink becomes harmful in some way, right, and it seems to be okay to make fun of Army Hammer for being a potential cannibal, so the line on where king shaming is okay and not, I don't know where that line exactly is, right, but army hammer and this particular kink and I'm going to keep saying kink cuz fetish is a word that I just don't like using like don't ever say i have any fetishes i don't have any fetishes that word is gross to me so um army hammers kink which seems to be cannibalistic and um violent and bloody right is it's so bizarre to me cuz it's so out of my Imagination, right, but if Army Hammer is doing this, and I believe Army Hammer recently got a divorce or went through a divorce, right um I wonder what his like thought process is in messaging these people, right, because I know if I was to shoot my shot, so to speak, right, and i I message a girl right, and I tell her something about drinking her blood. I think I would probably get blocked, right? I would probably get blocked, unfollowed, reported. They'd probably tell their friends to not talk to me because I said some wild shit. Like, that's likely what's going to happen if I do that. But then again, I am just a regular person. I am not famous. So Army Hammer might be playing off the fame, again, assuming that this is true, right? Say he's playing off the fame card, because he can say wilder shit and probably not get blocked, right? Because it's a verified account. It's Army Hammer. If Army Hammer messages you, you're going to see what he has to say, you know? So I'm I'm imagining Army Hammer messages people, right? And it seems normal at first. And then you get closer and closer to the heart of Army Hammer's sexual kinks right and as you get closer and closer to that i imagine people don't block they just sort of stop responding and the people who are into that keep responding right but if you're into things like that you've got to know that you're not um you're not in the mainstream if you have an a uh, uh, fetish god damn it i said fetish kink if you have a kink like that you gotta know that you're not in the mainstream so I wonder if there's like some type of community some type of subreddit or website or porn site that people like Army Hammer allegedly go on right and they can find their people that way because and it might be because I'm just not a celebrity but messaging random people or not even random like in my mind i'm picturing people that i know like if i texted a friend this i think that they would have the same reaction as if i was messaging a stranger this or a similar one right but like if there's no like established community for these like cannibal people right these cannibal sexual people can if you will, right? Then you're just rolling the dice, right? If Army Hammer and this shit is true, then you were rolling the dice. Anyone could have exposed you at any given moment, because you have to know that what you think or what you enjoy is not mainstream, right? No one on TV talks about that shit, right? No one on TV talks about kinks in that way. They might talk about like bondage, like a show like a sitcom on CBS or whatever might joke about bondage and that's like oh the freaky stuff or oh she wants to spit on me. That's the freaky stuff. But what Army Hammer is allegedly into is um a little bit more than that and that's not something that's gotten proper media representation, if I say so myself. So He's got to know. So if you're rolling the dice on this, I'm surprised you made it this long, right? Because it could have been the first person that you contacted that exposed your whole operation, right? And again, that's where I think like the fame factor um, comes into Army Hammer because he was able to stay above water for so long, right? But now he's accused and he is denying it. I'm looking at the website and He is denying that this is the case, and to be fair, if I was in Army Hammer's situation, and I, again, know that my sexual fantasy does not have proper media representation or any media representation at all, right, if I knew that, I would say, no, that's not me, right, I'm not that guy, right, I, I might have sex, but I'm not that guy. I would definitely distance myself from something like this if I knew that my sexual fantasy was not widely accepted, right? But um, he's denying it, and will we ever know the truth? I would assume probably not, but I also don't know how Army Hammer can really recover for this, because even if most people think that it's not true, and... To my knowledge, a good amount of people do actually think that this is true, right? But let's assume that most people think it's not true, right? For now. And even still, there's jokes to be had about this, right? Even if it's not true, like people can make cannibal jokes for quite literally the rest of Army Hammer's career, right? So, how you come back for this or how you become marketable as a movie star. Is not something that I know, right? I'm not a PR person. I don't have an agent. Maybe an agent can spin this in a different way or a lawyer or something, right? But to me, right, all of his marketability kind of got tossed out the proverbial window, right? And if I was a film producer or director, right, I wouldn't want to attach my film to him for a while at least, right even if he's the best person for the role even if he's the most handsome actor you've ever seen right i would still i would be like nope we're going to get fucking ryan reynolds right ryan reynolds you're you're in the role now army hammer we can't fuck with army hammer right now right so yeah the comeback that army hammer has is something that i will be interested in um seeing right cuz looking at i was looking at the um The website, theinsider.com, right? And I think it said something. I'm going to double check right now. Um, It says, oh, he said he dropped out of the new movie, actually. Oh, so he's not in the movie, which I think that sort of confirms what I was thinking a little bit. But he dropped out of his new movie, right, because of what's going on, right? And who wants to have Army Hammer drop in? In my opinion, probably nobody wants army hammer to drop in right now right so the first project that army hammer comes back in if he comes back in at all right the first movie or tv show or instagram live whatever it is right that's going to be something that's interesting to see and i say interesting assuming he's not an actual cannibal like if he is an actual cannibal and he actually likes to eat people then No, get him out of here, right? Like, there is something that needs to be worked through probably in therapy. I'm not qualified to do that, right? So let's move him to a different sector, right, if that's really the case. But if he's not, right, the attempt to become a regular household actor, I would think would be pretty difficult, right? Whether he is or he isn't, I feel like this is a mark on Army Hammer 4, A considerable amount of time if not his entire life right which again sucks if he's not a cannibal and if he is a cannibal or close to a cannibal i mean i'm sure if he's been doing this and he's been messaging people about these perceived sexual exploits i'm sure there are people that are into similar things right or are willing to try it because army hammer is who he is right um that can if everything is consensual of course everything consensual I'm sure there's places where you can where you can work on that and be happy with whatever it is you decide to do sexually right like I'm not going to be in the bedroom with you I can't tell you what to do there what I can say is um consensual always right don't hurt anybody don't do anything like that I can say that but in terms of like fantasies or whatever like I can't really control what your fantasy is so as long as he's like not actually doing like eating people things right i'm sure someone's into that that might be a silver lining but again i don't know how army hammer comes back from this because i think the kink shaming in army hammer is going to last for a long time even if we forget right even if he lays low and we forget he'll come back and then someone on twitter is going to be like oh so y'all forgot that army hammer is a fucking cannibal someone's going to tweet that someone's going to tweet under the trailer for the next future army hammer movie they're going to be like y'all forgot he was a cannibal Mm -mm -mm, canceled that's what's going to happen right so we'll see um army hammer um assuming you are innocent if you are innocent um best of luck i'm sorry If you are not innocent, I actually just don't know exactly what to say. Um, Don't eat people, I guess. But um, moving right along to something that I've seen on Twitter, and I think it has to do with our president-elect Joe Biden. Maybe he said something about minimum wage. I actually don't know if he said something about minimum wage or not, but people have been arguing about raising the federal minimum wage to $15, right? And I live in California, the minimum wage, I don't know exactly what it is because um, I don't make minimum wage. I make above minimum wage. That's not a flex. It's just I don't know exactly what it is. But when I was making minimum wage, it was $10, right? I was making minimum wage. It was $10 an hour. And I remember, like, getting a promotion at my job just to get to $11 an hour, right? Like, working to get that $11 an hour, which honestly like $11 made a considerable difference in my life right so minimum wage has been a debate because I guess the national minimum wage like what it absolutely lowest has to be is $7.50 or something like that which again as someone whose minimum wage job was $10 right it seems unfathomable to me right that 750 could be a wage right um but i guess in places where the cost of living is lower they can rationalize it in their own way right but raising the minimum wage right because the minimum wage i think anywhere that includes california is not a livable wage like you can't have just one minimum wage job and like afford like a solid apartment, I think. Um, Or at least not a solid apartment plus food and utilities and all that, right? So in terms of this whole raising the minimum wage to a living wage, people are sort of Up in arms about it for two reasons, right? And then one is this whole like skilled versus unskilled labor thing, right? Where people are saying that minimum wage jobs are unskilled labor and there are there's labor that is actually skilled, right? And it's my view, right, that there is no such thing as unskilled labor. If you have a job you're doing a skill, right? Because let me tell you, I worked in an office, I worked in a minimum wage job, I worked at a school, right? And all of those things teach you different things, right? When I worked in a cafeteria, right? I worked in a cafeteria and I was a supervisor, right? I was supervising all of the stations, right? I couldn't have been a good supervisor had I not been a regular worker before, right? Because being a regular worker in my place, you had to manage the food, you had to make sure all the food was well stocked, you had to make sure the temperatures was right, you had to make sure that the line is organized right, you had to make sure health procedures were being followed, you had to make sure that you knew where everything is and what the ingredients of the food was just in case someone had allergies you had to know where the backups were where the vegan and vegetarian options were you had to anticipate any questions that the customer might have right you had to keep a whole lot of things in your mind while knowing where everything is while moving at least three different places like having three different go-to places that you had to move right and knowing that and being able to work on your feet because you're literally on your feet for hours, right? So being able to do that maneuver around and have that quick thinking ability, right? That's a skill, right? I move up to the supervisor position, which is more money and I'm not doing as much physical work as a supervisor, right? But I have to keep in mind, like 20 different people, like I might be in charge of 20 different people, right? And be able to make sure that everyone's doing their job well, make sure that everything is clean, make sure that everyone comes in and out on time if people are not in on time, right? You got to know what to do, what not to do, you got to know how to handle money, right? You got to know how to, you know, work a cash register, things like that, all of those things. Are skills right, and I' built upon my worker skills, my regular worker skills to become a supervisor right so all of that is skilled labor, and even then my eleven dollar job would probably be considered by these people like unskilled labor, but no, that's skilled labor right and then going into say an office space right. Like, in office space, you might be sitting all day. You might not be going, like, a million miles a minute all day, right? But then there's different skills there. You got to learn how to correspond quickly, like, via email or communicate with people to collaborate on projects or give presentations or how to behave in meetings, right? Taking notes, being able to ask proper questions, like, knowing what's company policy and not. Like, all of that stuff, again, is a skill, right? Working in a school, working with students, giving presentations, communicating with a generation that's different than yours. I'm a millennial, a young millennial, but a millennial talking to Gen Z at school, right? You got to make sure that you're communicating with the younger generation in an effective and cohesive manner, right? And with kids, you got to be like a little humorous, got to have a little bit of swagger, some charisma to you, you know what I mean? So. All of that is skill, and whatever job you have, right, there is skill behind it, right? There's some type of skill, something that you can transfer or compound on or build on, right? Even, like, stuff that you don't do for money, right? Like, if you do a podcast for no money, or you make videos for no money, right, you crochet for no money, right? All of that is skill and it's teaching you things that you probably don't even know that it's teaching you, right? So calling these things unskilled labor is bullshit. Everyone has a skill and I think that you should be compensated fairly for it, right? Another thing is, right, they're calling these people burger flippers because the whole general thing is like the minimum wage job is McDonald's, right? If burger flipping, let's say working at McDonald's was only burger flipping, which it is not right, if burger flipping wasn't a skill, let me, let me, this is how I know burger flipping is a skill, okay, because if you go to a 4th of July barbecue, or that Memorial Day barbecue, right, and somebody's dad is on the grill, right, serving burgers that are dry as hell, right, serving burgers that are just the baseline of edible, right, A restaurant burger, a fast food burger like Wendy's Burger King McDonald's, that's always better than somebody's fucking dad wearing jean shorts on the grill, right? I'm not saying that the grill burgers are bad necessarily, right? It doesn't, I've had some good burgers, you know, at a 4th of July barbecue, that's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is that a lot of times it's just like the bare minimum burger, right? And you're flipping the burger, right and you're not doing nearly a good a job as a Wendy's employee is right cuz Wendy's employees know how to flip those burgers boy come on right Wendy's employees know how to flip the burgers, so do McDonald's, so do Burger King. Everyone at a fast food restaurant knows how to flip those burgers, but somebody's fucking dad, right, who can wear jean shorts at the 4th of July barbecue, right, who can barely flip a burger, gets to call your skill unskilled when they can't even do it, right? They can't even do it. That's, what do you, what do you mean? What do you mean unskilled, right? And then there's the argument of like prices going up, like prices of everything will go up if the minimum wage um, goes up, right? Which, first of all, minimum wage has not kept up with inflation at all. I don't know the exact numbers and I'm not an economic expert, right? But I'm pretty sure minimum wage had it been kept up with inflation is somewhere around like $25, right? Which to put it in perspective, people are asking for 15 right? But I'm pretty sure there's some it was something around $25. If it had properly kept up with inflation, I could be wrong about it, but I'm pretty sure it's somewhere there, right? So let's say for a second, right? Let's say for a second, Everybody made a livable wage. And let's say we're not going to do 25, we're not going to do 15, let's say $20. Say minimum $20 an hour is that livable wage for everyone. And say everyone has a livable wage. We lower homelessness, we lower poverty, right? All of that stuff. People are living comfortably. They're not as worried about where their next source of income is coming from, right? Let's say that we have closer to a utopia. But the catch is instead of $5, cheeseburgers cost $10, right? But everyone has a livable wage, right? Everyone can live comfortably. Cheeseburgers just cost $10 now and you're used to it being 5 Here's what I say. Sign me up. I'll pay the $10 for the cheeseburger if that means that so many more people don't have to worry about being homeless or so many people do not have to be homeless anymore. They can have shelter, they can thrive, they can do what they want to do, just like I can do what I want to do, right? That seems like a fair trade-off to me, right? I don't see what the deal is. If everyone has a livable wage, but you have to adjust your price of some things, right, a little bit, right, because going from 5 to $10 is probably not even what's going to happen, right, but if you have to adjust, pay a little bit more, but so many more people benefit from that, I don't see what the problem is, right, I don't see what the problem that, if America is really the greatest country, we should want everybody, right, to survive, right we should want everybody to thrive in the country that's what the land of the free i thought that's what land of the free meant was that everybody can get some right there's money to be had for everybody but if that's not the case then let's change the country's motto right so you know, all of that stuff is like raise the minimum wage give give everybody an, a chance to not live in poverty right let's let's sort of eradicate that, right? Poverty, homelessness, let's get rid of it. If we can get rid of it, let's get rid of it, right? And then there's the other thing, right, about these billionaire and millionaire CEOs, at the risk of sounding like Bernie Sanders, who I would have voted for, um, at the risk of doing that. These millionaire CEOs, these billionaire CEOs, right, those guys, they can take a pay cut, right? If you're making $50 million, you can make 45 million, you can make 40 million, 30 million, right? If you're already making 50 million, you can make 30 million a year, easy, right? That's not that much of a difference in the grand scheme of things, right? And that say that 20 million, right? And I know 50 million, most people don't have that. But say that 20 million from that 50 millionaire, right, goes to everyone else in the company, it gets redistributed, to everyone else in the company, right, they're able to live a living wage and you still have 30 million, right, to your name. What's the problem with that? If these owners, these CEOs, whatever it is, if they took a pay cut and redistributed that wealth in some way, right, I don't think this is as big of an issue as people think it is or think it could be, right? Let people live like literally, literally, Just let people live, right? We're all trying to live. We're all trying to get the money. We're all trying to grind, right? And not having that, that's hater shit, like literally hater shit, right? If you're going to make someone who um, flips burgers and works at McDonald's for a living and say that they can't make a living even though they are working very hard, like that's hater shit. Like what can you say other than that is hater shit, like actually, right? Right? Come on now, right? And then, and then here's the kicker, right? People are saying, oh, a lot of minimum wage workers are teenagers. They don't deserve a living wage, right? Let me tell you who works minimum wage college students also. And a lot of college students, if they're 17, 18, 19, those are teenagers. Not to mention that 15 and 16 year olds do deserve a living wage also. You don't know everyone's situation, but Say say we take out the teenagers for a second. Say we take out the high schoolers and we just have the college students. You know what college students, if they don't live in a dorm, you know what they have to do? Pay rent, right? If they live in an apartment or a house and it's not their parents' house, they're paying rent, right? On top of all that school stuff, right? Are you going to say that they don't deserve a livable wage? I don't know what What fucking argument are you trying to make? It doesn't make any sense other than you are a massive hater and you've got lost in the sauce of hate, right? And if you are a massive hater, right, you gotta say that you're a massive hater, right? That's what you are, right? If you want to embrace that, then I don't know what to do with it. But if you claim to not be a hater, right, then you should want people to get a little bit more money so that they can live a little bit more comfortably and you can also live a little bit more company, right? Because if you make say, say you make $15 an hour now, right? And that's above minimum wage. The people that are going to bump up their minimum wage to something that's livable, that means you're getting a bump too, baby. You're being more comfortable too. I don't see what what the issue is here. Right. Because honestly, like even raising the minimum wage, that doesn't mean that if you're like one of those people that like defends capitalism, like that doesn't mean capitalism all of a sudden stops existing. Right. To dismantle capitalism takes a lot more than raising the minimum wage because minimum wage has been raised in California and capitalism very much still exists. So if you're one of those people that defends capitalism and you think capitalism is a good system, then Raising the minimum wage doesn't even get rid of capitalism. What are you even talking about, right? Even if you redistribute the wealth like I was talking about for CEOs, that doesn't even get rid of capitalism yet, right? We're we're so far away from dismantling capitalism, right? Because capitalism is so entrenched in America, right? That raising the minimum wage is not going to do it, right? California is raising the minimum wage, and I know some of those QAnon folks think California is communist, but I will let you know right now, not communist, right? I think the cost of living proves that California is not communist. So, um, yeah, capitalism is still here, even if minimum wages, although capitalism, we think over here on my side, capitalism, not great. But if you're one of those guys that helps or wants to help capitalism stay afloat, right? You're not even in trouble right now, baby, right? Dismantling capitalism is going to take a long time, baby. It's not minimum wage that's going to do it. um, Because we still have a president, Joe Biden, who is not going to dismantle capitalism. We've made it very clear. Joe Biden is not a socialist, right? The socialist candidate did not make it to where he needed to make it to. So, no, right? all of that stuff is, um, pay people more money, stop being a hater, and if you don't think you're a hater, but you don't want people to live comfortably, I have bad news, you are a hater, right, and we already recorded late, so i got, I gotta go to bed soon, I talked about resting, right, but I want to leave you with one thing, right, and it's Baked Alaska, not the dessert, the, the, the celebrity, internet personality, um, if you're not familiar, Baked Alaska is sort of the stage name of one of these alt-right neo-Nazi activists, right, um, who recently got arrested for storming the United States Capitol, right, and the reason why I bring this up, right, is Baked Alaska and me, right, um, me and Baked Alaska used to follow each other on Twitter because Baked Alaska, who is now an extreme right-winger, was not a right-winger, right, he wasn't right-wing in that way i think on the articles i've read about him say he identified as libertarian and if that's the case then he was a left-ish leaning libertarian okay because i remember baked alaska followed me first he followed me on twitter and i saw he had a lot of followers so i followed him back right but the reason why baked alaska is where he is, I think, is because Baked Alaska, I don't think, has ever truly been himself. As long as he's gotten some type of fame online, I think that Baked Alaska doesn't even know what he believes truly, honestly. I think Baked Alaska is going wherever the the money is, wherever he can get the most traction. I think that's where Baked Alaska goes. Because Baked Alaska, when I first got introduced to Baked Alaska, okay... He was a internet rapper, right? He was rapping online and Baked Alaska was basically copying Lil B the bass god's persona, right? He was basically a Lil B clone, right? Everything about his music was Lil B except for his music wasn't good, right? Like Lil B, his music, not everyone likes Lil' B music, right? But Lil B crafts his music in a way, right, that even, like, there's the fun, jokey songs, and then there's the serious songs, right, and I think that there's artistic value in both Lil B's fun songs and joke songs and serious songs, but Baked Alaska, as a Lil B copy, just thought he can make dumb songs or silly songs, and that's it, but that's not the case right you can't just think oh this is a fun song and i'll get the same success that lil b has no right this is something that you have to like really put the thought and art into and i don't think that baked alaska does that or did that i should say i don't think Baked alaska did that and i don't think baked alaska really cared to make serious music and by serious i don't mean that just because it's fun songs doesn't mean it's serious what I mean by serious is that the lyrics are serious, right? Because I think that in the music industry, there will always be a place for fun, simple music. There has to be, right? Because music is fun. But baked Alaska, I don't think ever had the the, the thought of making a serious, like m- like deep and emotional track like Lil B has. And if you don't think Lil B has, you need to listen to more Lil B. I recommend God's Father, okay? But Baked Alaska, I think, was trying to clone um, Lil B's persona, but he was never going to get to the level of Lil B, right? That was abundantly clear, right? And then as Baked Alaska and I are following each other on Twitter, right? Baked Alaska eventually gets a job at BuzzFeed, right? Where he gets to like market and make content for them. And I don't think, and I don't have absolute facts here. But I don't think he was truly being himself at BuzzFeed either. He was being the product that he needed to be at BuzzFeed, right? And then when that got a little bit stale, right? He leans farther and farther to the right until he's so far entrenched in the right that he's basically a neo Nazi now, right? But he's still this internet personality. He's still communicating with the fans and supporters, right? In a way that lets me think or leads me to think that he's doing this for the supporters, not just for him. I think something that Baked Alaska has wanted is supporters and fans. But the way that Baked Alaska has done it, right, has been to be a version of Baked Alaska that isn't quite authentic, right? A version of Baked Alaska that has always been just that, a version. Like, a candy-coated shell, but not the sweet chocolate that's underneath, right? So, I think that Baked Alaska has got so lost in the sauce of being someone else that he honestly just truly got lost, right? And I don't think there's any like reforming Baked Alaska at this point. I think he's too far on that right side to actually do anything to come back to the left, right? I don't think that that's going to happen, right? But I think Baked Alaska, while I don't like Baked Alaska, like I don't think he's a good person, right? Um, And I think that in getting lost in the socks he's said things and done things that leave him irredeemable in my eyes like again like literal nazi shit right so he's not someone that i want to be redeemed or not something that i feel bad for right i think this is something that you need to watch out for right because there's different versions of yourself and you behave differently in different situations, right? But you got to be able to ground and believe in things that are innate to you. Got to be able to believe in yourself at least a little bit. And I'm not sure if Big Alaska does that, right? And again, I don't know him personally. Again, we just followed each other on Twitter back when he was a seemingly cool person, right? But what Baked Alaska believes, like truly, truly believes deep down in his soul, in his heart of hearts, right, is something that probably Baked Alaska at this point doesn't even know, right? If I was to make my assumptions, when so I say Baked Alaska doesn't even know who Baked Alaska is or who the person behind Baked Alaska is, he's Baked a persona all around him, and it's flaky and crusty, but he cannot scratch it off, you know? Um, so that's just something to be aware about, like, you can adjust, you can shift, you can grow, but I think you need to um stay true to yourself, otherwise you might end up in a place that you literally can't get out from, and you might end up in a place where you directly harm other people, right? Either through your words or your actions, or I don't know if there's a third thing, the words and actions, but you know what I mean. You might end up being a person that you don't want to be or don't like being or disagree with fundamentally, but still do these actions in real life, right? So don't be a baked Alaska, right? You got to be whoever you are. Be whatever dessert you want to be, right? But don't be a baked Alaska and bake yourself into a corner, okay? but with that I do have to rest my voice because I do have to do work things tomorrow and I gotta go to sleep and do all of that but I like this late night edition this extra late night edition um yeah it was fun so yeah thank you for watching listening paying attention doing your thing I love you so much all right have a good night.com